Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a pretty big geek as it relates to DNA, epigenetics, and genetics. I just absolutely love this stuff, and I feel it's such an important piece of your entire health puzzle to know your DNA. Well, I recently discovered this company called MyDNH, and this company offers test kits through blood or urine to determine your biological age via epigenetics. So they analyze your own DNA methylation patterns and they reveal to you how you're aging. So how cool is that? Like, wouldn't you wanna know, are you biologically younger or older using science? I absolutely love this stuff. And the thing I love about it is when you get your report back, you will see if you're biologically younger great. If you're biologically older, there are many things that you can do in your own lifestyle changes to change that as well and then go back and test again. So if you want to do this on your own, you can go to mydnh.com and order yourself a test kit and use the code SANDYK for 15% off. So go to mydnh.com and use the code SANDYK for 15% off. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. And today I have with me a special guest. Her name is Julie Bath. And she is a medical esthetician at Briarwood Surgical Center in Oakville, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. Welcome, Julie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. So Julie has come on to talk to all of us ladies over 40 about skincare. I mean, who doesn't want to know about that? And... Personally, I think it's great to have an expert tell you what is best for your skin. So that's why I thought Julie is the perfect person to come on today. And so I guess, um, you know, we should start with seeing as we're all stuck at home right now, Julie. Yes. um, Maybe the best thing is, is to tell us what should we do at home? What is the best thing for us for anti-aging, to help keep our skin look amazing? Like, what should we do at home? So your home care is the most important thing you can do for your skin because you're doing it every day. So you want to make sure your home care products are are suited for your skin type and your skin needs. Um, The basis is you always want to make sure you're repairing the skin. So using something like a retinol, um, or something with a glycolic acid or an AHA, BHA, depending on your skin type, that will create cell turnover in the skin. So shedding, shedding the old skin, replacing it with new skin is always a really good action to keeping the skin nice and healthy. Okay. 
getting your antioxidants and your vitamins in there. So your vitamin C serums, um, your antioxidants. So something that's more of a serum based when it comes to your vitamin C and your antioxidants because the molecules are smaller. Okay. And the skin will absorb um, those antioxidants and vitamins quickly. So it'll just soak it right up, and that's what we want when it comes to those things. Okay. And then make sure that you're protecting your skin. Um, so, you know, putting your sunscreen on. I know right now most of us are inside, but we are in front of a TV, in front of our phones, in front of our laptops. So you should be also protecting your skin from those rays. Oh, wow. So I know most people, yeah, I know most people think, okay, I'm inside, I don't have to have my sunscreen on. But you should have some some sunscreen on because you are getting um, blue light damage from your devices. Okay. So your sunscreen will also protect you from that. And having like your vitamin C on as well during the day while you're, you know, in front of your devices is also going to help to repair and protect your skin from that. So even though we're not outside as much, you do want to still make sure you're protecting your skin Okay. your devices and your phone and your television and your laptop and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also, too, you kind of want to base it on, um, so I find with a lot of women over 40, um, rosacea is a, is a problem, and that is, can be so many different reasons. It could be from the sun. So if you had, if you were someone younger who had a lot of sunburns, you will see rosacea come later in life. And not necessarily, there's so many different degrees of rosacea, but it could be mild, it could be severe. Um, it's also hereditary rosacea, so if your parents had it, you're most likely going to have it after 40, which is very normal. Um, so when it comes to rosacea, it's a little bit different because that is a condition to the skin. So you don't want to be using things like retinol or glycolic acid um, that would irritate the rosacea. You want to use things more like a, a product that has lactic acid in it because it'll calm the skin down. Okay, so rosacea, Julie, just to ask yep. you, rosacea is like, is it the capillaries in your skin or is it just the redness? Um, it's both. So it depends on the degree of rosacea that you have. So more mild, it could just be some broken capillaries um, and you're kind of like a, a flushy kind of red and it usually goes like across the nose um, and underneath the eyes in that area there. Okay. Um, and then when it gets a little bit more aggressive, it's on the chin, it can be on the forehead. Um, you have way more broken capillaries. Um, and, and when it gets a little bit more severe, um, acne is definitely part of it. So the two go hand in hand, the more severe it gets. And the nose kind of gets, the tip of the nose is a little bit bigger. Okay, and then... Um, but it's it's not the same thing as flushing, right? I just want to make no. sure it's cl- okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So if you're someone like yourself, you're you're more lighter. You've got more blonde hair, so your undertone of your skin is a little bit more pink. So if you're out in the sun or if you have a glass of wine, you're going to get a little flush. That's not rosacea. That's okay. Just because you're more fair and blonde, you have that more pink undertone to your skin. So that's different. Um, rosacea is more um, it, it's inflammation of the skin, so it's aggressive, and it's um, your, your, your skin's you know, more burning, so you have that more burning sensation. Kind of like when you work out, you know how you get really hot? Yes. And then it kind of calms down when your skin starts to cool off. Well, with rosacea, it usually kind of stays there. Okay. So your skin's a little bit more warmer, um, 
acne is part of it, so you have more pustule acne that's got, like, um, it's not hard acne, it's more softer, so you can usually break it and get the little puff out of there, but that usually, those two usually go hand in hand. Okay, so we've got for yeah. home care, skin care, we said you need something for shedding, like the dead skin cells, some vitamin C, we need to protect our skin. What about moisturizing? Like, what do you, because I personally, like, I don't have dry skin. I'm I'm 50 now. Um, so my concern is always fine lines. And I find when I use a very rich cream at night, I find it helps. But, like, you know, tell me, am I doing this right or wrong? Or <laughs> Yeah, moisturizer is, um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, moisturizer is an interesting topic. Um, you definitely want to use moisturizer that, again, for your skin type. So you don't want to be using something that's too heavy if you're more of an oily skin type. If you're more dehydrated, dry skin type, you can definitely use something that's a little bit more heavier. Um, and if you're using a moisturizer that is more of a water-based moisturizer, you'll notice that it'll give you that instant hydration and smoothness to the skin, so you'll instantly feel great. But you might find that you don't, it, when, it, when it's a water-based moisturizer, it doesn't actually help to hydrate the skin from the dermal layer. So it's not penetrating into the skin and hydrating the skin that way. Um, so again, using something like a hyaluronic acid serum Underneath your moisturizer, um, and hyaluronic acid is because we make hyaluronic acid in our skin. We make less of it as we get older, and that's what keeps the skin looking um, hydrated and youthful when you're younger is our hyaluronic acid. So using something with a hyaluronic acid will definitely help to um, help produce your own hyaluronic acid and create moisture in the skin. So. For that, I like using a serum-based hyaluronic acid, again, because the molecules are small, the skin absorbs it very quickly, and then put your moisturizer on top. Ah, okay, um, perfect. So, yeah, so during the day, you could just put your sunscreen on top of it, no problem. Um, and at nighttime, you can put a moisturizer on top of it. Um, also, too, you can get a lot of moisturizers. It's nice to have moisturizers that are not just basic, that have, like, active ingredients, that help to repair the skin. So again, if you get something that has vitamin C in it um, or some vitamin E in it, it's nice because you're getting that added benefit to it. But your moisture serums are more um, corrected to the skin. Our skin gets more benefit because, again, our skin absorbs it very quickly. Versus a moisturizer, it kind of sits on top and protects us from the environment, which we do need. Um, so, you know, Spending your money on your serums is better than spending your money on your moisturizer. Okay. I've heard so that before. Kind of, Maybe from yeah, you. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you want to kind of, you know, and same with cleansers. You don't need to spend a lot of money on cleansers. Um, you know, just find a cleanser. You know, I've used the same cleanser on my skin for 15 years, and I love it. Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah. And, you know, find a cleanser that you love, that your skin likes, that you like cleansing with. But you don't have to spend a hundred dollars on a cleanser. Like that's, you know, that's not necessary. Spend I love that. Your, yeah, spend your money on your serums. Um, that's where you should kind of invest a little bit more, and you can go lighter with the moisturizers. You know, use a sunscreen during the day. You don't need to spend a lot of money on cleansers. Um, I know that toner is another huge topic. 
Okay, yeah. And toners, they're kind of, you know, phasing out. Um, cleansers are made a lot better. They're, they're, they're formulated a lot better now. So they actually um, balance the skin with just your cleanser. Your pH balance is balanced with just the cleanser now. But if you're someone who's very acneic or oily skin, it's great to use a toner that has maybe some salicylic acid in there to help get rid of that extra oil. So you don't want to, you know, those alcohol toners are kind of, you know, they don't exist anymore. You don't want to use those on the skin. But if you have problematic skin, it's good to use a toner that's got something active that will actually help to um, correct the skin. Okay. But like I said, you know, your cleanser, just use a cleanser that you love. And that's it. Like, okay. You know, don't, don't break the bank with your cleansers and your moisturizers. I love that because I've been using the same cleanser since I was in my 20s. And yeah. it was recommended to me by my dermatologist at that time. And I never stopped using it. And it's like a plain spectra gel. And it's, yeah. you know, it's clean. I, my face feels good after I use it. And it's not expensive. So yeah. I love that advice. Now, one other thing I want to get back to, the whole shedding and the uh, retinol and all that kind of stuff. Um, is using a facial scrub, like a gentle one, once a week, is that the same as using like any of those other shedding products that you were talking about? Um, no, the retina, uh, using a, a facial scrub is great because it helps to get rid of the dead skin cells on the surface, but it only works on the surface. Oh, of okay. The skin. Okay. So your retinol is, um, is shedding, like getting rid of actual layers of skin. So it's getting into the dermal layer of the skin and creating cell turnover. Um, up to the age of 25, our skin is constantly shedding. Every two, every 72 hours, our skin was constantly, constantly shedding. That slows down as we get older. So when you were younger, if you burnt yourself with a curling iron, you're, or you got a pimple, you're like, oh, it'll be gone by tomorrow. And it really was gone by tomorrow, right? Yeah. Because your skin is constantly shedding. Now you burn yourself with a curling iron, you bring yourself on the oven, you're like, okay, we're going to be married for the next year. Like, they're going <laughs> to... You know, like, yes. <laughs> because your skin is not shedding anymore the same way. Okay. So what ret retinol does is create that cell turnover. So using a retin something like a retinol will constantly create your skin to shed and replace, shed and replace, and that keeps us. And you get so many benefits from using a retinol. Um, it's great for fine lines, wrinkles, tightening up your pores, um, keeping the skin looking hydrated and youthful. Okay. If you have any kind of scarring, um, acne scarring or scarring from sun damage, pigmentation scarring, like darker than your skin tone, it'll also help with that. Oh, great. Yeah. So retinol is kind of a funny thing because your skin needs to get used to it. So it's really aggressive at first when you start using it if you've never used it before. So it definitely started, it comes in three levels, so 0 0.25, 0 0.5, and 1. So you definitely want to start with your 0 0.25. And build your skin up to it. So, so you want to build your skin up. Um, and not use it every day? or. So at first, yeah, I would just start doing like, um, you know, Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. And then once your skin gets used to that and you're not red or irritated anymore, add in a day and okay. then add in a day. Okay. And I, find that, and I find that it's different for everyone. For myself, the way I, I like using it is, I can use it four nights in a row, and then the fifth morning, my skin is starting to shed and kind of peel. 
Then I use my manual exfoliant, so I use a scrub on my face in the morning to get all that dead skin cells off. I don't use it for two nights, and then I go back and I start using it again for four nights. So it kind of you have to kind of play around with it and see what works for your skin. Okay, good to some know. Some clients are like, yeah, some clients are like, I can only use it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Great. Retinol doesn't have to be in your skincare routine daily, but you want it there weekly. So whether even if you're just using it once a week, that's great. If that's all your skin can handle, then just use it once a week. And do you use it before bed or do you use it like, because I cleanse before bed and I cleanse in the morning. So when is it best to use? So you would use it only at nighttime. You can't use it during the day. Okay. Um, so you have to be careful with the sun because it does make you more sun sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, depending on the type of retinol that you're using, if it's more of a creamy form of retinol, you can just take out your night cream and um, put your do your serums, do all your other steps, and then end with your retinol on top. Oh, good to know. Okay. Yeah. So it would replace your um, night cream. You wouldn't use that. Um, you wouldn't use both. You don't want to use both because if you use what the what the moisturizer will do is um, it won't let the um, it'll kind of stop the retinol from working because you're adding moisture to the skin. So your retinol won't be able to penetrate and work into the dermal layer of the skin. So you're kind of wasting the product. You don't want to use it with a moisturizer or mix it with a moisturizer. You want to use it by itself on its own at the very end um, after you've done all your other um, steps in your skincare routine. Excellent. Okay, that's great uh -huh. advice. Um, I yeah. I want to get to one more home care thing, skincare, okay. is eyes. Eyes, eyes, yes. eyes. Because, yes. so I don't have, I don't have a lot of lines on my face. My forehead doesn't really have a lot of lines, naturally. Because I think everybody, you know, like a lot of it's genetics, too, in terms of where you get lines, right? So, uh -huh. for me... I don't have a lot of lines there, but I find that the tissue around my eyes is, it gets tissuey, it gets loose. So what do you do for home care for eyes? Um, using an eye cream definitely twice a day. Again, when it comes to fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes, using an eye cream, you want to make sure you're using an eye product because it is the thinnest skin around our eyes, mm -hmm. on our whole body is around our eyes. Um, so you, again, using a product, an eye product that has a retinol in it will definitely help to smooth out those fine lines and wrinkles and, and build a little bit of that collagen around your eye area. So it's good to use something, um, like that. Um, and definitely something that's hydrating around the eye area. Like you were saying earlier, when you use like a, a moisturizer at nighttime, that's really heavy. You find that really helps your skin. Yeah. So using something that's quite hydrating around the eye area um, will really help with those fine lines and wrinkles to hydrate the area. Okay. Again, using a serum, the same sort of idea, using a serum eye cream base will be better, again, because the skin absorbs it so quickly versus something like a moisturizer or a cream. So using something that's more of a serum base, you'll find that you'll get that hydration right away. And if you are someone who is using hyaluronic acid serum, put it around your eyes. Like I go right around my whole entire eye area with my hyaluronic acid serum. You can, there's no problem with what it. What about the eyelid, Julie? Can the you put it on your lid? Like really? Rub it all. Yeah, I go right around my whole entire eyes with my hyaluronic acid serum. Um, and it, I find that's made a huge difference with that. But yeah, right around the eyelids, right underneath the brows, 
because it's a, usually hyaluronic acid comes more of in a serum form. Okay. Your skin will absorb it quickly. It's not going to run into your eyes or anything like that. So you can just put it right around your eyes. It's not a problem. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I love that advice mm-hmm. because I'm always looking to just tighten that skin around the eye. And it's hard to yeah. find a product. So hyaluronic acid is good for that, you're saying? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now that we've... I think gone in pretty good detail in terms of what you can do at home. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get into what are the top five skin procedures that you perform in your office for women our age, over 40, meaning my listeners. Okay. Um, so doing a medical grade facials, um, which we use a dermal infusion to do that. So dermal infusion, it's a machine, um, and the tip of it's kind of rough, and it pulls back two to three layers of dead skin cells, and then we um, uh, either put in vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, um, brightening solution into the skin. So it is a type of chemical peel, but it's more a milder chemical peel. It's actually a really nice um, treatment. Um, so those kind of, doing those kind of facials over your basic kind of, you know, facials that are just, you know, massaging and feel really nice. They are very nice facials, but the medical grade facials are more collective to the skin. So your skin is getting more of a benefit from them. Okay. Um, chemical peels are great as well. Chemical peels now are so different. They come, there's so many different types of chemical peels and, um, the esthetician really has control of what she's doing, so it's, it's good. She can add in a little bit of this, add in a little bit of that, so it's really nice. Um, and again, you can kind of use it for so many different things. So if you are someone who has more of a rosacea, um, irritated skin that way, we can do more of a lactic acid peel for you, and that will calm things down. Um, if you're someone, again, who is you know has problems with fine lines and wrinkles, and you're like, I just... I'm so dull looking and I've you know, got a lot of little tiny fine lines across my cheek area. We can do something that's a little bit stronger, like a mandelic acid, to create some cell turnover so your skin's kind of starting to shed a little bit. And same with acne. We have a lot of different things for acne as well. So the peels you can kind of play around with mm-hmm. um, and you can target different things in the skin. So that's, that's nice too. Um, and then there's um, IPL, which is great for... Um, pigmentation, sun damage. You can also use IPL, it's just a different filter for rosacea as well, and it's not in a non-invasive treatment. Microneedling, which is awesome. Um, that is more of an invasive treatment, but you're injuring the skin, so the skin will start to regenerate itself. So it's, again, you can use it for so many different things depending on the settings that you're using. Um, laser hair removal and um, profactional laser. So the profactional laser kind of runs along the same lines as your microneedling, um, except you can go a lot deeper with your profactional. You get a little bit more downtime with it. It's usually about seven days, ten days downtime. Um, so those are the top five things that you okay. office. Yeah. Yes, I've done, I mean, I personally do IPL every year. 
and um, we've we were just about to do another micro needling session, <laughs> and then everything <laughs> it was literally just before, and then everything <laughs> shut down. So yeah. anyway, I guess we'll pick up whenever things uh, start up again. But um, now we might have to wait till after the summer, I guess, right? Because some of these procedures you can't do when you're exposed to sun. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So IPL. Um, and your cofractional um, are the two that you can't do during the summer months. But you could do your microneedling because the microneedling is only a 24-hour downtime. So your microneedling you can do in the summer, um, same with the peels. Um, again, laser hair removal, so sorry, IPL, laser hair removal, and cofractional you can't really do in the summertime. Yes. Um, but everything else is fine. And it's great for someone, just to go back to the IPL, someone like you with your skin coloring, it's great that you do an IPL once a year um, because if you do um, get any sort of um, sun exposure throughout the summertime, it's great in the winter to have an IPL because you're going to get rid of it instead of letting yes. it build up yes. in the dermal layer of the skin. And then, you know, three years or two years from now, you're like, why do I have all these sunspots? I literally woke up in the morning with all these sunspots. And it's because it's sitting in the dermal layer of the skin for so long and then it finally surfaces up. Yeah. So that's... it's really good that you do that because it gets rid of that and you'll never see that come to the surface of the skin. So it's good that you do that once a year for sure. Yeah, I think I started yeah. that. Um, I think I started this when I was 45 or 46 and I probably should have started even a little earlier, like maybe 40 because the first time I did it, the IPL, I had to use a more intense laser. Maybe, you know, this is good a good segue into the discussion on lasers because you have different... I'd like to get into the fact that working for um, a doctor, a medical doctor, who is a plastic surgeon as a medical aesthetician is very different than going to one of those little spas or salons and it has to Uh do with what actual um i guess equipment you're allowed to use is that correct julie yeah so what the doctors in terms of equipment what they can purchase is very different than like say a muddy spa so that's one of the biggest differences. yes my training my training is very different than a regular esthetician um and we have to keep ourselves certified every year so each of the lasers, I'm always retrained on them every year, um, constantly having training, and that's just part of working for a doctor so that um, everything's like, you know, the doctors have crossed their T's, dot their I's. It's all, you know, everybody's good and trained and up to date. Um, so we're, I'm constantly having training done, which is really good. And like I said, the equipment that we're using because doctors are purchasing it are very different than um, say in a medi spa or in a spa. Okay, so that's a very yeah. important point, listeners. It is, yeah. Because oh. um, you might be able to go to a smaller little spa like a medi spa, and this isn't you know trash talking anybody else, but you might no. it, you you need to know that you get what you pay for in yes. this industry. Am I right in that? Because yeah, for sure. You're I've been right. yeah. I've been doing this like I take care of my skin religiously and I I have been doing this for quite a few years maybe I started a little bit late but now I'm on it for sure because I don't want to let things fall but 
you get what you pay for, really. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. You get what you pay for. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, it's nice to have, like, to go into those places and have a nice, relaxing facial. I'm totally all about that. I like doing that, too. Um, but when it comes to, um, I think, aging and um, keeping our skin healthy, you your face is the only thing you wear every single day. You wear your face 365 days a year, right? So you want to make sure that you're taking care of it properly. Um, so it's good to have treatments and make sure you're using the right home care that's more corrective to the skin versus yeah. it just feeling good. Yeah. And Julie yeah. and I were talking just before we started to record. We were talking, and again, this is not cutting anybody up, people. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just bringing to you... Um, the right information and knowledge. So we were talking about Sephora, which is a great place yeah. to get a lot of products. But, yeah. you know, you have to be careful with who you're speaking with. Yes. And what advice yeah. you're given for your facial yeah. products. Yeah. So I, I was saying um, that um, I was in there at Christmas time, you know, and I love Sephora just as much as the next woman loves Sephora. And uh, there was a woman in there. I, I want to say she's probably in her early 50s. Um, talking about um, her skin and the problems that she was having to the girl in Sephora, who was, you know, about 20 years old. And her answer was, oh, my God, I love this product. You should buy it. It smells so good. And, you know, I thought, okay, you know, just because, you know, you're 20 and just because you like the way it smells and you like the product doesn't mean it's going to work for her skin, right? So you have to make sure that you know, have the knowledge of what your skin needs um, and what skin type you have before you go into somewhere like Sephora. So you could say to the girl working there, you know what, that doesn't really work good for me. Um, or if I used something like that before and it, didn't, it wasn't good for my skin. You need to have the knowledge of your skin so that you can, you know, you're not just buying anything when you go into Sephora that you know, okay, this works for me and this doesn't work for me, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, I was just like, I, I felt like going over there and going, no, don't buy that. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Listen to me, please. Yeah. Listen to me. Don't do that. You know, it's because it smells good. Um, yeah, I like uh, that. You know, yeah, like, you know, you can't, you know, it's great. Okay, it smells good, but is it going to do anything for you? Right. Is it going to work? You know, so... You know, light a candle if you want to smell something good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Burn some incense. How about some essential oils? Um, okay, so here's the one thing I do want to ask, because I hear this all the time. Um, a lot of women have a concern of these two major things, sun damage and their yeah. skin looking dull. So what are the top two products for that? and the top two procedures that you do for that? So again, with dullness, um, is creating that cell turnover. Okay. So using your retinol will constantly, and a hyaluronic acid serum, because hyaluronic acid, like I said, it keeps the skin hydrated and useful, so it gives you that glow. Okay. And creating that constant cell turnover in our skin. Um, so using something like a retinol, if you're more of a rosacea kind of person, using something like a lactic acid, or a glycolic acid, but something in that family that will create that cell turnover and keep the skin looking bright. So that dullness is a buildup of dead skin cells. Okay. And just using a manual exfoliant on your skin, is it, 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 
it will probably give you a little bit of brightness right after you do it for like, you know, 24 hours, you'll look nice and bright, but it's not going to last. Right. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed that before when you use an exfoliant, you're like, oh, it feels so good. But the next day you're like, oh, it kind of just looks Yeah. hundred percent. That's so true. And that's because, yeah. And that's just because it's only working on the surface of the skin. So using something like your retinol a couple of times a week will really keep your skin looking nice and bright and stop it from looking dull. And hyaluronic um, acid serum. And hyaluronic acid serum. Okay. Those two are your top ones. Um, and for spun, of, yeah, sunspots next. Sunspots, yeah. So sunspots IPL is amazing for that. So IPL, for people who don't know what it is, it's a light-based laser. So it's non-invasive. And it attracts itself to color. So you do have to be someone of a lighter skin tone. Um, so you can't be, you know, some Italians are a little bit too dark for it as well. So mm-hmm. you have to have a, a lighter skin tone. So there's a contrast. So there's a contrast between the natural color of the skin tone and the pigmentation, what we're trying to correct. And what the laser does, it attracts itself to that color and pulls it to up to the surface of the skin. So even pigmentation, if you have pigmentation sitting on the surface of the skin, you 100% have it in the dermal layer of the skin because that's where it starts. And then it, as we get older, it starts to surface. And it's pigmentation and damage that it's not from, you know, um, two weeks ago when you were in the sun. It's from 10 years ago. It's from five years ago. It's from putting that baby oil on your skin and lying out in the sun. That's where it's <laughs> I've from, done right? that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm guilty. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's where that sand game is just coming from after the age of 40. It's not something that you did last weekend, right? Yeah. So um, the IPL is great because it'll also pull that color from the dermal layer of the skin up to the surface. So often what happens after someone has their very first IPL, they're like, they'll call, they'll call me and they'll go, Julie, I have so much more sun damage than I had before I came to see you. And I said, that's great. Because it's coming from the dermal layer of the skin and the lasers pulled it all up. So then what it happens is it starts to get kind of darker as the days go on. Over a 24-hour period, that pigmentation starts to get darker and darker. And then it kind of starts to separate. So it's, it's almost like someone took coffee grinds. Like you took coffee grinds and put coffee grinds all over your face. So it starts to get darker, has a very, very light superficial scabbing on the surface of the skin. And then your skin starts to shed and shed and yeah. shed. Yeah. And starts to get rid of all that, that pigmentation that came up from the laser. Yes. Um, and then you'll be like, after that happens, so it takes about three or four days for that to happen. You're like, my God, my skin looks great. You're glowing. You know, you, you, anytime you do anything to the skin, you're always stimulating your collagen. So you feel more tight and firm. And then you'll notice within about a three to four week mark, you're like, okay, I'm having a little bit of pigmentation coming back. And that's when you go in for your second treatment. So initially, it's good to have three treatments, doing them about four to six weeks apart from each other, and then doing a maintenance of once a year, like what we were talking about earlier with you, doing it once a year after the summer, just so that you're not getting any pigmentation that starts to sit in the dermal layer of the skin. So Mm -hmm. that is like the ultimate best treatment for sun damage and pigmentation, and it's also great um, for redness, broken capillaries, rosacea, so it just all over evens the skin tone, connects the skin tone, so your skin tone's more even. You know, your cheeks connect with your forehead, so your skin tone's nice and uniform. Um, IPL is is 
the best for that and evening out the skin tone and sun damage. Perfect. For sure. Perfect. Um, I know I've, I've done it quite a few times and, um, you know, I'm sometimes when I do it, I'm a freckled mess. Like, (laughs) I guess that means that that year I had a little more sun damage than other times, but sometimes it's really bad. Sometimes it's not, but yes, I do notice that it sloughs off and, but do you use, here's a question for you, Julie, for yep. my f- listeners who are very, very against feeling any pain. Do you use any numbing stuff? And how painful is this stuff? Yeah, so we do. I'll put numbing cream on before the IPL for about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, and our, the numbing cream that we use in the office, um, Dr. Brown has made up from the pharmacy. So it's um, it's a lot stronger than, like, say, Emla or Maxaline. Okay. And so we leave it on for about 20 minutes to a half an hour. Um, you will, we don't want you to be 100% numb because if it's really too hot, you have to be able to tell me. But definitely it takes the edge off, so it's more comfortable for you. Um, and so it, you know, you, you can definitely sit through it with the numbing cream. Um, the IPL is more of a heat-based laser, so it's more hot than anything. Like, you kind of feel that heat a little bit more. When you're done your treatment, you feel like you were just lying out in the sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some areas on the face um, are a little bit more um, sensitive. So I find most women are more sensitive, like, on the lower part of their cheek around their jawline. That's where they feel it a little bit more. So I try to do those right away, get it out of the way, and then work on the smaller areas. They seem to be a little bit easier. But um, the numbing cream definitely helps with, and we do use a numbing cream for a lot of things in the office. We use it for, you know, before we do your microneedling, um, before your profactional. So we do use it quite a bit to try to make it more comfortable for the patient, for sure. I love that because I've yeah. had, I've had, these kinds of facial procedures with and without numbing cream and let me uh-huh. tell you people it's a lot more comfortable when you have the numbing cream <laughs> yeah, sure it is. Yeah, i agree i speak from experience having had both okay yeah, yeah. um so you know we're we're actually i could talk about this stuff forever but we're already oh, we past <laughs> half an hour so let me ask you this what if you're 60 or 65 and you've never done any of these kinds of procedures you've never been a facial girl you know you always take care of your skin by just like washing and moisturizing washing and moisturizing what do you do if you want to start now like what would be the first thing Somebody who has quite a few facial lines, sun damage, what would be the first thing they would do or you would do with them? So, great coming for a consultation and we can kind of, and when, whenever you come in for a consultation, it's always great to bring what you're using at home and your skincare products. I don't like to waste products, so it's good. Bring your products in with you and I can just help you navigate how to use them a little bit better. Um, but always bring what your home care is with you. Um, so come in for consultation. That's a great place to start. We can kind of like figure out what your skin needs. But if you haven't done anything like that before, it's great to start with the dermal infusion treatment. Get rid of all that dead skin cells. Um, put some antioxidants and vitamins into the dermal layer of the skin. Um, and then, you know, if you're if we're, it's more of a fine line wrinkles, we can do a chemical peel that's more focused on that. Um, if it's more sun damage, we can always do an IPL as well. I find that if there's a couple of things going on with the skin, we'll probably have to do a few different procedures. 
Um, but again, making sure that your home care is the right home care for your skin. Okay. Um, but it's nice just to get rid of all that buildup and just start with a nice clean canvas. So I like to start there with women who've never done anything before. Um, just start with a nice clean canvas, you know, get rid of um, any sort of damage to the skin, any buildup to the skin. Um, and then, you know, there's, there, are, there are other things um, in our office that you can also get done. So, you know, we have two plastic surgeons, we have a nurse injector. So that could be something if that's the way you want to go down. There's other options that way too in our office. Okay. We're, we're really, we're, the thing I like about our office is I think, I don't know, you've been in our office, I'm not sure if you agree with me or not, but we're an amazing team. So we're really, we're the, there's four of us in the office that do treatments and I find that we really complement each other really well. So that's really nice. If I can't help you, someone else will definitely be able to help you. So it's, it's good that way. Yes, I love that. And yeah. what I do yeah. love about Briarwood, and trust me, this is not a sales pitch because I do not promote anything I don't believe in. But what yeah. I love is that I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm not into fillers. I'm not, you know, here's what I want. And then there's always going to be a solution versus pushing yeah. me into something that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. There's, the, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and, cause, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. If, if, and that's it. Like if, if you're not someone who's into all that stuff, then, you know, we have another, we have something else that can help you for sure. Well, we always try to like help and, and meet your needs in a way that you're comfortable, not pushing things on you. And, you know, if there's a look that you don't like, we're not going to make you look that way. We're going to make sure that you're comfortable with how you look and what, what your needs are for sure. Yeah, I agree with awesome. that. Awesome. So one thing I do want to get back to, and I completely yeah. forgot to ask you this, but I'm yeah. sure that it's a question many women find it like want to know about. You know how you see in the market, you see a lot of these collagen um, creams, serums. Does yeah. collagen, because I have read a couple of different things. Okay, we know hyaluronic acid, the molecules are small enough to actually penetrate your skin. But what about collagen? Because we know collagen is the thing that makes us look young and our skin look plumped and beautiful. Like if you're just using it topically, does it penetrate the skin? Um, I definitely think, and I think you can kind of, um, you know, weigh in on this a little bit more. I think taking collagen might be a little bit more, um, more of a benefit for your skin because you're like, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but, yeah. um, I've read that same thing, Julie, but... Yeah, I think you definitely get way more of a benefit from taking collagen than to, um, you know, use it on the surface of the skin. Um, I know, um, you know, about 20 years ago, they used to inject collagen into the skin. That's kind of, you know, that's phased out. No one really does that anymore. Um, but I find that you're taking collagen... More, I think it's more of a benefit taking it as a supplement. Okay. Um, no, it's good to know because sure, yeah. I do and know, I think, yeah, the benefits yeah. internally are there and even relating to your joints and, and things like that, collagen internally right. is great for that. So, but you know, you hear a, a lot about it topically for the skin, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of products in the office that have, have collagen in them and I, I can't say that I love them okay. um, or that I use them. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So, 
you know, I, I don't know that you get that much of a benefit from, from using it, like, you know, in a product form. Um, but things like, you know, going back to like, you know, your cell turnover, your hyaluronic acid, your retinol, like those are more of a benefit for your skin. Um, definitely. I would okay. Say. That's great to know. Now, one other thing before I guess we wrap this up that we yeah. haven't talked about is skin elasticity. You know how when women get a little bit older, they start to get like, you know, that I don't know if this is the right term, but jowls, you know, like it's jowling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you do for that at home and in your office? So, um, that's kind of, you know, it depends on how much loose skin there is. And so many things can play factor in it, you know, weight loss, um, habits, if you were, you know, a huge sun worshiper or anything like that, you know, that will definitely play effect on that when you get older. Um, so usually jowling, let's use that as an example, is a loss of volume from your cheek area. So then it kind of falls and you get that jowling um, along the, jaw, the jawline. So there are a couple of things, you know, you can get quite evasive or non-invasive with it. Like, I mean, you can have a facelift, right? So it depends on right. what you're comfortable with doing. Um, you can also put a little bit of filler back in your cheek area, which will help to lift up that, again, so you don't have that jowling. Um, things like microneedling and profactional laser are awesome for that because, again, we're stimulating your collagen. So with microneedling, um, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is invasive, but it only has a 24-hour downtime period. So I feel that women are more comfortable with that versus a profactional, which is a lot more invasive and intense on the skin. Right. Um, so microneedling is just, you know, it's, we use a pen in the office, and it's got a whole bunch of tiny little needles on the end, and it just kind of puts these tiny little holes into the skin. You're injuring the skin, so the skin will start to regenerate. Right. So it's really helping to build that collagen and lift. So within the first, like, the first thing that I find every woman woman say that they notice is they feel more tight and taut. Yes. And that's because we're, the collagen is being stimulated, so your skin feels a lot more tight and taut. And then you start to see, um, with both microneedling and profactional, you do have to give it about six to eight weeks before you see the full results, because your skin is constantly regenerating every 12 hours. So um, you do have to go the full six weeks the full benefit from it in terms of fine lines, wrinkles, scarring, pore size, but you get that instant tight, taut feeling right away, and that's from stimulating the collagen and lifting the skin back up. So that's definitely a great treatment to do on the non, like, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm not doing a facelift or filler, right. your microneedling is a great solution to that for sure. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I could talk about this forever. Oh, with you. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too, girl. I'm here. Listen, I am present. Let me tell you. Um, I love this stuff, and people who yeah. know me know I love this stuff. So, yeah. um, hopefully, all you listeners out there have taken some notes because there's a lot of valuable information here. And I welcome you to contact Julie. I'm going to put her contact information in the show notes. She does do free consultations. So you can contact her at Briarwood Surgical Center. And it's Julie Bath. And Julie, thank you so much today for all your time. It was really a nice 
lighthearted conversation, which I think many of us could use right now. So I really appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was great. I had fun. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.